This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. Welcome back to Spin Talk with Lauren. Now, if you're just getting involved in the conversation today, we want to talk about um, gambling addictions. And I was asking just before the break why maybe they're not taken as seriously as drug addiction or alcohol addiction. Maybe it's something that has affected you or someone you know. I'd love to hear from you today. And I was also saying I'm not trying to rain on anyone's Cheltenham parade today. I know it's a very exciting week for a lot of Irish people. Irish people have such a grow for the Cheltenham Festival. But it is just something to be aware of because I think it's a very difficult week for an awful lot of people and spunout.e are addressing that today their warning of the harm caused by the gambling industry and their tactics during Cheltenham week and Claire O'Dowd joins me from spunout hi Claire how are you good thank you so look as I said I know there's lots of very excited people today Mm. and for the most part Cheltenham is a great week and you know what like I think when we launch these kind of campaigns it's it's kind of Timed in a way that also for the people who aren't having a problem with, with gambling, it's it's something that's maybe forefront in their mind and it's a time in, in the year where they're maybe a little bit more conscious where maybe the message will get through to them um, whether they need it now or not, you know. So I think it's kind of not about raining on anyone's parade or, or anything like that. I suppose it's just about um, looking after yourself and kind of looking out for each other as well. So I suppose with this campaign, um, hashtag problem gambling, is that we're trying to highlight the risks that can be associated with people um, who gamble. Um, trying to share some tips about reducing the negative impact. You know, so if you are um, partaking in gambling, it's to kind of just um, keep your head screwed on and kind of make sure that you are making sure you're not um, engaging in risky behaviour that's mm-hmm. going to impact your life negatively. Like, and that's the way it is with most things, you know, drugs, alcohol, yeah. like, you know, it's going to be, you know, about the level it gets to um, impacting your life or not you know so it's kind of looking after yourself and also like we always like to do is to provide information um, on support services um, for people who could be struggling or who could have people in their lives who are struggling Okay because you mentioned drugs and alcohol there Um, the thing about gambling is there can be no signs you might have no idea that someone is struggling with a gambling addiction and that's Mm. why I was wondering you know, um, is that one of the reasons maybe why people feel it's not taken as seriously or we don't hear as much about it? Uh, you've got some great articles kind of all bunched together. These are all available on spunout.ie, but you're going to talk about a few of them today. I suppose, yeah, like it's it's kind of... It, it, the thing is that it can be quite difficult to spot, I suppose, unless you're kind of... People can be quite private about their financial um, arrangements, yeah. you know, and then also people are quite um, private about their devices. And I think the accessibility in the last couple of years for young people when it comes to gambling is something that's kind of made it um, more predominant for people. It's not um, necessarily a case of someone being you know, leaving their house, making an effort to go down to a bookies and fill in a betting slip and go through that whole process. It can be something that can be done on a whim while you're watching a match you can kind of end up on a um, a betting site through social media, through a friend's WhatsApp message, you know, and it can be something that can be done without really thinking about it. And I think that's how people can kind of um, not really be aware of it and can kind of develop into a habit. Um, and then it can develop into something that kind of, you know, you're getting a bit of a buzz off and suddenly it's something that is, you know, taking up a lot of your spare time and is kind of impacting on you know, your financial life. Um, and also just kind of your activity and what you get up to. Because I do think, especially with lads, I find that, you know, it's kind of attributed to um, being in the know and kind of, you know, yes. really being, um, you know, the authority on whatever sport it may be. And I think that, you know, often it's like they forget that it is a game of chance, you know, and it can be seen among people. And sorry to generalise, but it's just my own experience. It can be seen amongst people as... Um, 
sort of like you know be, being the one who knows what's going on yeah. and getting it right and like you know it being a skill yes and it's absolutely. not you know it is chance the industry wouldn't exist if everyone won their money back and that's the fact mm-hmm. you know it's a money making business you know people can enjoy the chance of it but you know to really think that it's going to be a way that you can sustain yourself and make loads of money and you know win your money back I mean that's just that's like not true Okay (laughs) Um, What are some of the signs then that maybe a young person has a problem Mm -hmm. with gambling Claire? I suppose um, it's just the obvious of spending more and more money and time on gambling Um, and then I suppose when you're crossing that boundary of using money that you're meant to be using for something else so if you start spending the money you have for your your food shop or your bus fare or your car tax or you know you're starting to use money that is supposed to be for something else and you're risking that so that you can bet I mean that is definitely a, a signal. I think as well when someone has um, suddenly unexplained debt, especially on cards that could be um, attributed to online um, gambling, or like vice the other side of that, having a load of cash and not being able to explain where it came from. Um, I suppose as well, just kind of uh, talking about gambling and talking about sports, races, football, whatever it is, just talking about it a lot more. And I suppose just like most things, if people are kind of going through. Um, changes if they're kind of acting um, unusually like maybe they're suddenly late for college they're suddenly not socialising you know there's a change in their behaviour that could kind of um, signal that something is up with them and it could be turning into a problem for them Okay now um, you also have two great videos up on Mm. um with two young men who have suffered with gambling addiction. Tell me a bit about them because I think sometimes personal experience can really hit home with people. Yeah so um Uh, we made these videos um, so it's Niall McNamee he's a former GAA player from County Offaly and Porik Bannon who's 25 from Leash Um, and they're both sharing their stories about gambling and how it kind of um, went from being a fun hobby for them to something that they really relied on and they both kind of make a similar point in that when they actually acknowledged that this was something that they needed help for you know it really changed um, their whole lives really and it kind of changed the road they were on and I suppose people don't really realise that there are supports out there because this is an issue like people um, have been getting into serious trouble like their homes have been getting into trouble their relationships have broken down you know so it is something that there is a lot of support out there for so we've put all the services together um, on spunout.ie forward slash gambling and you'll be able to see all our content there and as well um, get in touch with some of the support services if you need to. So there's like Gamblers Anonymous and then Problem Gambling Ireland as well are mm-hmm. two of the ones you'll find there. There's also great advice, um, a really interesting article up there as well for how to support someone mm. who's dealing with a gambling issue. Because as you said, this might not just be someone listening who has a gambling problem themselves. Someone might be listening and be like, that's my boyfriend or my sister or, yeah. you know, my brother who who has that issue. So lots of support available. Claire, thank you so much. It's a great campaign. And as you said, like so many things that you guys talk about on spawnout.ie, it's just about raising awareness and pointing people in the right direction for the right supports. Thanks so much for popping in today. Thank you. I'd love to hear from you today. If gambling has ever been an issue for you or someone you know, at what point did you know it was a problem? Today is all about raising awareness. If you can help in any way, I would love to hear from you. I'm on 087-711-1038. Has it ever become an issue for you or someone you know? I'd love to hear from you. I've changed the name of my first caller to Deirdre. Hi, Deirdre. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you very much. Now, Deirdre, we started off this conversation by saying we don't want to wreck anyone's buzz who's excited for Cheltenham this week. No, I know not. it's such a great week for people, but you've seen firsthand what a good week this can be and what a bad week this can be. Oh, absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong, it is the best week to work in a bookies or to be 
uh, a gambler per se. Like the atmosphere is is unbelievable. You can't really kind of put it into words how how much of good crack it is. But then you see firsthand the difference of your regular customers to your Cheltenham customers. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. How long? It's a bit, Were you working in well, a bookie surgery? I was there for just eight, just over eight years. Okay. So you saw. So I've kind of this is the first Cheltenham I've never worked. So I'm kind of in that in that mind frame now. Of, oh, I should be getting ready to go in and and get all the bets ready for the first race and stuff. So it's a bit kind of strange for me in one time. Yeah. You know, and I've had people text me, oh, do you have any tips and stuff? So I'm like, no, <laughs> not this year. What do you think it is about Cheltenham in particular, Deirdre? Uh, well, I don't really know how to explain it, really. It's it's obviously the biggest racing meeting of the whole year. And it's it's the most important for a lot of people because a lot of people make an awful lot of money. Um, like I've I've had regular customers over the years that would take the whole week off on as their holidays for Cheltenham, just to gamble. I've had regular customers that would like save up from one Cheltenham to the next just for just to gamble, like you know. So I don't know. It's it's I think it's more so the atmosphere and making money that that is the most important to customers, to be honest. And I don't know how to explain it. Like. Yeah, no, you're doing a great job. And I feel like it is such a, a wonderful week for so many Irish people in particular. But have you seen people over the years who you're like, I know this person has a problem? Oh, I, I, like I've I've worked with people, like with customers that on a daily basis are relevant of Cheltenham or Aintree or any of them that have a problem. Do you know, like I've, and then it's got really bad that I've had to borrow people during Cheltenham from my shop. Yeah. So it's, you just don't know like who who is going to go extreme and who's just going to put like a euro each way or a fiver each way and then you have people that are coming in and putting 500 each way or 10 grand to win like you don't you don't know you never know who's coming in your door like mm-hmm. do you know and Deirdre I appreciate that you are not a psychologist or no. um, <laughs> an expert in addiction well, studies everyone that works in the books in the bookies may as well be a psychologist but that's what I was going to ask you is like in your opinion what is it that makes someone go to that extreme and another person won't? See, I think it's all about self-control, to be honest. Like, I, I come from... Like, my father was a, was a gambler. Like, he, he started off working in the bookies and then would put the odd, like... Like, this was back in the day of, of, of the Irish punt. Like, so he'd put a punt each way on, on whatever during Cheltenham and then it got so bad that we ended up losing one of our homes. Like our very first home, we ended up losing that a couple of years ago. Oh so, and then like we used to, we used to hate that week at Cheltenham when we were kids, like because you wouldn't know if he'd won money that day or if he'd lost money that day. So he'd be kind of waiting for the key in the door to come in. Like, oh, is he is he in good form? Is he in bad form? You wouldn't know. So I think nice. it's I don't really know how to explain it to people that don't gamble, yeah. but I'm just trying to I'm trying to put it as 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 out there as I can, if that makes sense. And how is it then, Deirdre, with your history, your family history, that you ended up working in a book? I know, that's what everyone always asks me. I sometimes look back and I'm like, why did I ever do it? But to be honest, I, I just needed a, I needed a job. Mm. Same as everyone else. I didn't care if I was out sweeping the roads or, or cleaning up in a restaurant. I didn't care. I just, I needed a job to, to obviously, because after we lost our house, we obviously lost all our, our savings and money, etc. So we all, the three of us kind of had to go out and, and help our mum, you know? Yeah. So, uh, like, Paddy Power, or not Paddy, well, Paddy Power, Boyles, Ladbrokes, they're all, they're always looking for staff, you know? Really interesting speaking to you, Deirdre. Thanks so much for coming on. No problem. And I, I genuinely hope everybody enjoys selling it. It really is it genuinely the best week Aww. in horse racing. 
Thank you fun. so much. Good to speak to you. No problem. Cheers, uh, thanks, Bye-bye. We changed Deirdre's name at the start there. Really fascinating hearing her thoughts on Shannon, considering her dad was a gambler. They lost their first home. Um, she ended up working at Bookies, was there for eight years, but she's like, you know, Cheltenham is the best. And that's the thing. Today is not about raining on anyone's parade. I understand it's such a great week for so many people, but unfortunately for many, it can be a really, really tough week. And like we spent, Irish people, right, spent more than 22 million at Cheltenham last year. 30% of total punters at the event were Irish. And we gambled over 100 million on bets in Bucky's shops and online. So that just, like, it is huge for Irish people. If gambling is something that has ever negatively affected you or someone you know, I would love to hear your perspective on Cheltenham today. Get involved. I'm on 87 1038 And I would definitely point you in the direction of spunout.e. There's some great articles available there. Claire was just talking us through a few of them. Just, you know things to watch out for, signs that maybe someone might be slipping a bit into gambling addiction and some first person experience as well from Niall McNamee and Porrick Bannon. Uh, just get through a few of your messages. Jamie says on Facebook, always gamble responsibly. I'll be having a bet just like the others. I don't see any harm once you don't go over the top. Well, what's over the top, I suppose, in your opinion? Michael says, ah, gambling is great in moderation. When it gets out of hand, though, it can cause problems. Like everything else in life, know your limits. Lorraine says, I've put 20 pound or 20 euro into my um, account. That's my limit. But it's a huge problem for many. You never hear about how much money they've lost, just what they've won. Very true. Very, very true. Um, If you have lost money, do you tell people? Jed says, I think it's disgraceful when popular television programmes are advertising gambling sites online. And there's a really, really good article actually available on Spun Out just about how the gambling industry gets people to gamble. Like, think of the free bets you can get or how easy it is to download certain apps. It's all things that, you know, as Claire pointed out, it can just be so easy to get into. It's so... Um, mindless you know you can just so easily place a bet someone can share a link with you and bang you're in that's it and you don't even have to think about it today I would love to speak to you and do you feel that gambling is taken as seriously as drug addiction or alcohol addiction is if it's something that's affected you or anyone you know we can of course like Deirdre change your name no problem I'm on 087-711-1038. You can text or WhatsApp. I mentioned we can change names. That's never an issue. And that's what we've done with our next caller. Uh, We're going to call her Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi. Susan, thanks so much for getting in touch. Um, You were impacted by someone's addictive personality and gambling addiction. Yes, yeah. My ex-husband would have had addiction problems. Probably not so much. He did gamble, but he would go in and out of different addictions. Okay. But yeah. So when this week rolled round every year, Cheltenham, what was that like? Yes, that would be off having the crack in the bookies, winning bets, coming home, giving you the money. So he's kind of involving you in the whole thing. So it wasn't, you know, you couldn't really say much because he's kind of dragging you into it with him. But yeah, that would kind of run. But then once that was over, he'd move off to maybe drinking or whatever other addictions he would have had. But yeah, this would have been one of those kind of ones that would drag him in. And what was that like for you, Susan? Oh, it's just, and it, when you're in it, you don't really realise it as much, I suppose, when you step back from it and look back, it's just like, oh my God. And I did come, comply with him, like money, he did come home with Beth and it was, you know, celebrating, but like that, you would come home in a different humour if, you know, there was no wins or, you know, it'd go all quiet and he wouldn't have been at the bookies that day, but 
clearly by his mood, he would have been at the bookies that day and would have lost. But they do like other people celebrating their wins, but not so much. Everything goes quiet then when the losers are there and then the mood and would be around. So when did it become a, an issue, Susan? The, the addictions, I think when I, probably when it started coming, I started seeing it, you know, within the family, within the children. And then it was like, right, well, it's time to cut this now. Because he had brought it from his family and his father had brought it from his family. So it was just time to say, right, enough now, you won't be passing this on. Wow. And like, how was it affecting the kids? Just, it's more of a personality thing with the addiction than the actual addiction because that was quite controllable. Like, you could move around different addictions quite easily, but it was more the anxiety, the irritability, the stress, the self hate, that kind of way. So, that's how it was kind of, and that was starting to show within the kids not being able to control them. And then, so yeah, at that, so once that starts presenting itself within the family, we moved, moved on. That must have been well, very hard for you. Moved him on. Yeah, no, it wasn't pleasant. I mean, it's not even even when you're going through a separation, you're kind of thinking, right, is this hell worse than the hell I was in before? But yeah, no, once it's cut, it would have been harder for me if I looked at my son when he was in his 20s and 30s and he was behaving the same way. That would have been harder than the yeah. cut now. Yeah. God, good on you, Susan. Do you <clears> keep in touch with him? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, the addiction's still full swing with him and it's, it's sad to look at, but it is what it is. I don't think it's him as a person. Yeah. I mean, he is a good person. He's a good wearer and a good upbringing, but addiction's just took over and there's really not much I can do about it or anyone else can do about it. You kind of just have to leave him at it to sort it out. Yeah, fair play to you, yeah. Susan. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on. No problem. Good to speak to you today. As I said at the start, we changed Susan's name there, which, of course... We will always do if you're not comfortable coming on under your own name, especially when it's a sensitive topic like this. And Susan, you know, talking about her ex-partner. This listener says, I'm in a little bit of trouble myself. It doesn't help when you're looking at matches on TV and the ad break comes on advertising, gambling shops, etc. If I'm honest, I have an accumulator worth two grand if it clicks. But by the end of the week, I'll probably lose it. Accumulators. You know, it's a word you hear an awful lot of people using and um, it can be a massive issue for people. Today, I would love to hear from you. If gambling is something that's ever negatively affected you or someone you know, get involved. 087-711-1038. John says it's as simple as this. If you can't gamble responsibly, don't gamble at all. And Jess has been in touch on WhatsApp to say, Hi, Lauren, I moved to the UK to be with my boyfriend as I was pregnant with our first baby. At 34 weeks pregnant, I found out he had a gambling addiction and was in thousands of euro in debt with the risk of our car being taken. He'd also borrowed money from members of my family back in Ireland. I had no idea of this and moved back home, had my gorgeous baby boy on Christmas Day. My baby was my priority. He has a relationship with the baby, but we are no longer together. And you heard the same kind of thing from Susan there that you know, when it started to affect her kids, their relationships with their dad. And as she said, you know, if I had seen those traits in my son, that would have been harder. And that's when I knew that we just had to move on and get away from him. Um, So many people are getting in touch about gambling. I really appreciate it. This one says gambling is a massive issue in this country. I myself struggled for years, but I'm now over a year without a bet and I go to GA meetings. And that's something that Naomi McNamee on the video on spunout.ie um, speaks about is going to those meetings and just encountering other people with a similar addiction. The stories are all the same, he says. You know, if it gets a hold of you, you're no different. You know, you people think 
you know, no one else gambles like I do. And as Niall says, that's just not true. The amounts of money might be different, but it is the same thing for everyone. You're either, either trying to escape someone or the addiction has grabbed hold of you for whatever reason. Look, now look, this might be a really, really exciting week for you and it might be something that you enjoy doing. I want to hear those stories as well today because gambling can be a lot of fun. Just like drinking can be a lot of fun. A lot of people take drugs recreationally and it never becomes an addiction. It never becomes a problem. So maybe that is something that you just do to enjoy is gamble. You have a few bets this week and that's it. But are you aware, like we heard from a listener there who was saying, you know, you see all the ads and it's just constant all the time. Do you sometimes feel that maybe you're mindlessly gambling because it's just so easy to do. Get involved. We'd love to hear from you. 087-711-1038. Shane is next on the line. Hi there. Hi, Lauren. How's it going? Good. Thank you very much. Uh, you had texted in just saying, you know, how easy it is to get sucked in. Oh, yeah. M- massively, yeah. Uh, I, had, I had issues for probably about six years, I'd say, before I really got it under control. And at what point did you realise that this is serious? Like, was it just a bit of fun for a long time, Shane? Uh, no, I, I probably like probably I always realised when when I was starting to lose money um, and it was starting to become really compulsive. Like I, I mean, for a while I was doing okay with it, uh, but then uh, I just really started getting addicted to it. And I could when my money started dwindling down, I could really I, I knew it was a problem, but uh, I stopped once for a while, and then uh, I just saw a message one of my friends shared, and I got straight back into it. Uh, and just couldn't stop for years. See, that's the thing. It's so easy. And Claire from Spun Out mentioned that. Like, it can just be a, mm. a link in a WhatsApp message or something on social media, and you're in. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's something that people are as aware of? As You know, we were saying earlier on, it doesn't seem to be taken as seriously as drug addiction or alcohol addiction. I think I think it's, it's, it's a lot more... Um, People just don't see it because I think it's it's something that people can hide a lot more easy. I mean, if you're um, an alcohol addict or you're a drug addict or whatever, you can um, you can't really hide that physically um, as much. But when you're gambling, like you can just do it on your phone and no one be any the wiser, like you know. Um, I mentioned a video on Spunite.ie um, that Niall McNamee did, the GAA mm. player, and he speaks about kind of that first time that he spoke to his dad and said this yeah. is a huge problem and the weight that was lifted off his shoulders when he admitted mm. that. Can you relate to that at all, Shane? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I've met Niall before in uh, GAA meetings and uh, he's, he's great. He's, uh, his story is very, for me, was very inspirational. Um, and especially to see someone of that kind of character um, you know very successful owns his own business and all that kind of thing and there's, there's many many of those kind of people in that in in the rooms that you go to that you meet mm. um, that are they're highly intelligent highly successful and um, once they give up once they give up gambling um, they can really they can master nearly anything you know mm. and how are things for you now? Things are good for me. Um, I was, uh, yeah, as I said, about six years, really, really problematic, um, and problematic for everyone around me as well. You know, uh, uh, caused my my family a lot of grief, I suppose, over it. Um, and my mom eventually, my mom, I suppose, kind of got me to go to GA in the first place, which was probably about three years ago, I'd say. 
in around that, but didn't work for me at the time. Um, but I suppose uh, at the start of February last year, um, I went to I went to treatment or rehab, whatever you want to call it. Um, I did eleven weeks down in a tie, and it was life changing for me. Really? Um, and I haven't haven't gambled since, so it's been it's been about it's been a little bit over a year. So things are going really well in that in that respect. I'm really um, glad to hear that. Can um, I ask Shane, like, what's this week like for someone with a gambling addiction? Like, we heard from a message earlier on, like, it's everywhere. You can't escape it. Yeah, even if there was even an ad just there on. Uh, it's funny we're talking about it now. There's even an ad in Spain, so you really can't, I suppose, uh, escape it. But uh, to, to be honest, for me, uh, racing, horse racing, never bothered me. It wasn't. It was never a draw. Maybe I gambled on it a few times, but never, uh, never religiously or um, never for any kind of length of time it might have been very sparse bets most of my most of my gambling was done on on football or, or basketball or whatever um, so yeah horse racing doesn't bother me but I know it it, it affects a lot of people um, in this country and, and other places uh, yeah, you can't you really can't you can't escape it but I mean a lot of members uh, even I was at a meeting yesterday and loads of them didn't even know uh, Cheltenham was on, was on because they're doing so well. That's um, the the only way the only way that they knew it was on because someone in the meeting might have mentioned it and it might have been a tough time for them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, some some people early on in addiction it would be it would be very tough for them. Yeah. Shane, really appreciate you coming on. Good to have you on the show today. Thanks so much. No problem. Take Thanks, care. Bye bye. Cheers, you too. Uh, that's Shane there and it's mad I had scanned our ads earlier on to see would there be one. It's for one of the newspapers the ad that Shane heard because I did I flicked through to see was there any for any betting agents and not that I can see but the one Shane heard yeah just looking back there is for one of the newspapers so there you go it is you just you can't escape Cheltenham this week at all this listener says hi Lauren my partner used to gamble terribly poker betting shops maybe four times a week he would spend all his wages in one go with kids to feed a house two cars and if I wasn't working to help we would have been screwed I eventually left him he then copped on to himself when his debt got out of control. But it's years later. He still has a tendency to gamble here and there. I don't think he will ever completely stop. But he now knows his limits. It's so easy to get sucked in. So I'm kind of gathering from that that you're back together. Um, I wonder, is it something, are you always conscious of it? Are you always wary, especially a week like this week? Jen says, my brother's gotten very into gambling the last few years. Himself and his mates are always both uh, betting in bookies and online. It's not small money either. At the moment, it does seem like a hobby. He enjoys it, but I worry that it could develop into something more serious. He's had a few big losses and it doesn't seem to have put him off. Just, I'm no expert, right, Jen? But from the messages and um, some of the content available on Spun Out that we discussed earlier on with Claire O'Dowd, if your brother is talking about the big losses, I I would take that as a positive. It's when he, they're losing big and they're not telling people. That's when you might have an issue. So if your brother is being upfront and honest about how much money he's losing, that's a good sign because he's not hiding it. But look, I'm no expert, as I said. Gav says, it always annoys me this week when people give out about the bookies when it's just an absolute minority of people who have a problem and addiction. Yes, it's very sad and it's terrible for those affected, but unfortunately, it's a minority. What about the vast majority of people who use it for what it is, a platform for entertainment and stay within their limits? But Gav, look, you could say the same thing about smoking, about drinking alcohol, about drug addiction, 
Yes, it doesn't affect everyone in a negative way, but it's still important to raise awareness and send people to the right places for the right supports in case they are listening. So we're not going to not talk about it just because it's a minority. I'm sorry. Hannah joins me on the line next. Hi, Hannah. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Hannah, have you ever been affected by gambling? I used to work in a, in a bookie for seven years, okay. seven and a half years. So I've kind of seen it all, being there, done that. You know yourself. And what's this week like, Hannah, working in a bookie's? Oh, it's you can't really put it into words. It is absolutely unbelievable in every different way. Like the atmosphere is electric. All the buggies are packed. You know, people are just in. They want to know like the hot tips for the day, or or what's the best acume or the best lucky fifteen. Like you wouldn't know. You, like you don't know who's coming through. Yeah. You know, which makes it kind of more for for the punter. Yeah. And look, it can be a great week and it can be really, really enjoyable, like Gav was saying, for so many people. Oh, absolutely. But, Hannah, I'm sure you've seen the dark side to it as well. Oh, God. I don't think we have enough radio time to, to go through seven years of it, to be honest. Really? <laughs> I've been, I've worked seven Cheltenham's, you know, and, and, like, you see the best of the best. You see your nicest customers turn into, turn into these people that you don't recognise. And then you see random people that you've never seen before be the nicest customers in the world. Do you know, you just you just really don't know. And can I ask you, Hannah? And, and I appreciate it's probably different for for different bookies. But do do you get any training in as to how to oh, deal God, with people? Oh God, your your training. Well, the bookies that I used to work in, the training was unbelievable. Really? You know, you'd be sent on you'd be sent on a two two day nine hour course in their head office, and you'd you'd learn everything that there is to learn about betting but it's you're, you learn every day like just because you've done those two day courses doesn't mean that you're an expert do you know I was still learning up until the day I left and I was a manager and are you getting you know? training in how to deal with people with addiction issues at all yeah like you get it you get every so often like you're you could get a phone call from your head office and say like oh well this is what we're going to push out now and then they send it all out in an email for the staff and like in in each of the bookies that I worked in, there'd be like a leaflet for for people that had an addiction. That if you wanted to talk anonymously on the phone, you can ring them up or stuff like that. And then they have the same for the staff as well. If they like, if we ever got really badly affected a certain day or a certain week, that we could ring up and have a chat. And nobody would know who you were. Yeah, because there's always support there, but it's just mm-hmm. like I said on Facebook on my comment. Like you don't have to be male or female. You don't have to be like married, single, kids, like you earn a hundred grand a year, you could be on the social welfare, it doesn't matter. Nobody knows who has a gambling problem. Yeah. You know? So true, Hannah. What do you do when someone I don't know if you've ever been in a situation when someone comes to you or you, you're there working and someone in front of you has just lost big and you can see that their whole world has just fallen apart. What's that like oh, for gosh. someone working in a book? It actually it's quite like See, we're 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 kind of trained to not like take the job home with us, but there's been there's been days or weeks that I have, and it's very upsetting, obviously, for my own family. But you like if a customer says come in and I don't know bet I don't know say they've they saved up a thousand euro for for the week to chat and they've lost it all on the first in the first day, and they're kind of freaking out then and try to win it back. You kind of just say say to them nicely and very calmly that look, I think you've had enough. Maybe go take a break go out and get a bottle of water, go out and have a cigarette, like just try and calm down and then come back to me. 
or you can you can go to the kind of do you want to self exclude yourself route. So we obviously in the bookies that I used to work in, we'd have these things called self exclusion forms, and the customer would sign it, and then we'd send it off to our head office, and that would go out privately to an email to different to all the other shops around the country, basically saying this person has self excluded themselves and they and they don't want to be served anymore. So that's one way you can do it, but you you, you don't know like yeah. Do many people do fill out those forms? Uh, not really. Well, it, like, see, I worked in South Dublin, so I never really kind of, I've maybe done maybe 15 or 20 in the whole seven and a half years I was there. Okay. Which isn't that much, like, but then in other parts of the country, you could get one, an email every day. You yeah. don't know, like, to be honest. You really but, don't. Like, yeah, I've seen people, like, in the week of Chatham, I've seen people lose their house in a day. I've seen, like fathers come in and leave their kids outside and then their wife catches them and they break up in the middle of the shop and they're like Jesus, you just don't know Oh my god Hannah It's crazy. Did but you no, like working there? I uh, Oh god, I suppose I have to kind of be nice now in case someone knows who I am um, I loved working with Cheltenham Don't get me wrong, Cheltenham was was unbelievable and it, the atmosphere I could say it enough, it was just crazy, it was brilliant Like, but I just kind of I don't know, I just kind of got that that point I didn't want to to stay anymore I'd seen enough families break up like I'd been robbed a couple of times so I just got to that point that I don't really want to do this anymore yeah yeah that's but funny. now I, I I have no problem anybody gambling over Chatham it's great fun like and like the staff get involved and we all have great fun and, and like if you win big a couple of punches give you like a, a good tenor to get a point like stuff like that is great but it's just when it goes when it stops being fun, it, it's a problem. Yeah, basically. yeah, such a good point, and really, really fascinating listening to your perspective, having worked in a bookies for seven years. Hannah, thanks, thanks a million for coming on. No bother. Thank, Thank you so much. Uh, wow, like there's just so much to it. I am glad to hear, as Hannah said, just how well trained some staff are. Like, obviously, that's Hannah's experience in the large bookies that she worked in, and you know, dealing with people, particularly people who have clearly. Um, serious gambling issues it's just it's it's so so interesting and um, there's still a good few messages coming through so I'll do my best to get to all of them before I run out of time uh, another Hannah on Facebook this is a bit off topic but she says forget gamblers what about all the horses that die not just on the track but in getting a horse to a racing standard when you bet you encourage cruelty and waste not just in horse racing dog racing too and Hannah do you know what I know it's a bit off topic for today, but it is something we will return to because I know it's something that people have very strong opinions on. And um, I watched recently a documentary about um, Godolphin, the team um, in Dubai. And ju- and there's a lot of Irish people involved in that, right? And I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it because it's just a documentary I watched. But I, I do have to say there are a lot of people who are very, very passionate about horses work in the horse racing industry here in Ireland. Um, And there are people who treat horses... I don't know too much about dog racing, right? But it's just from from what I see watching that documentary um, about Team Godolphin. There are people who treat horses better than they treat their families. And I just think sometimes, yes, I know people will look, we will definitely come back to this topic because I just don't have enough time today and I don't know enough about it, to be honest. But thank you for raising it, Hannah. I, ju- I just would like to say that, that I think there's a lot of very, very good people 
who are very passionate about the animals that they work with and their well-being and some of them are treated like babies but listen that's for another day so thanks for raising that on the Facebook page um, a different Hannah to the one we just spoke to this listener says the training in the bookies where I worked was non-existent so I just asked Hannah there on the line um, about the bookies she worked in she said it was a large bookies they were given quite intensive training days into all aspects of gambling betting all the rest of it but when it came to working with people with addiction she said you know some of the training did touch on that but anyway this listener says the training in the bookies where I worked was non-existent most of the staff are of a certain demeanour absolutely no interest in the welfare of the punters I've seen some people coming in that usually bet in 5 euros with an envelope of 50s he progressively lost it all face went redder and redder horrible to see most of the staff have no interest in what people are losing I worked in two bookies and in both the goal is to get people in and take their money the bookies all do specials that look attractive to customers but which they know will likely be turned over 95% of the time they lose bookies are low lives pretty strong message from that person but look having worked in two bookies that's your opinion you're absolutely entitled to it really interesting conversation today I mentioned Spun Out we spoke to Claire O'Dowd at the very start of the show Spun Out are very passionate about this topic their warning of the harm caused by the gambling industry and the tactics around the Cheltenham Festival while this festival this week might be something very enjoyable for you and your mates you might know people that have gone to Cheltenham or people who've taken some time off this week you might have a um, you know, a bit of a bet going and work. It's a lot of fun. For the most part, it is, and it's a great festival. But for a lot of people, it is very, very tough. There are some really, really interesting articles available on spunout.ie. So if you or someone you know are negatively being affected by gambling, I would really encourage you to go and read some of those articles, signs that you might have a problem, some of the myths around gambling, the relationship between gambling and the brain, how the gambling industry gets people to gamble in the first place. And the two videos we mentioned a little earlier on by Porrick Bannon and Niall McNamee, just the personal accounts of how gambling affected their lives, definitely worth a watch. Even if this is something that you aren't too concerned about, I would just cast your eyes over those videos. So thanks a million to spunout.e for all of that. Got to move on though. There's still lots to come in the next hour on Spin Talk. This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren. Live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1.